Hi, this is Lindsey Miller, and you're listening to the Arkansas Times podcast on Friday, November the 12th. This week's edition, we're going to talk about the latest political news, including Attorney General Leslie Rutledge bowing out of the governor's race and the state's congressional delegation opposing the bipartisan infrastructure bill. We'll also talk about recently released reports that confirm that the Arkansas Department of Transportation failed in all sorts of ways in relation to the cracked I-40 bridge over Memphis or to Memphis and a likely final decision on the Pope County Casino. I'm joined as usual by Max Brantley. Good afternoon. So uh, big, somewhat unsurprising political news this week was that Attorney General Leslie Rutledge, who was uh, hopelessly outmatched, at least in, in fundraising terms and surely in name recognition, recognition as well, uh, dropped out of the the Republican primary for governor and is now running for lieutenant governor and in a very crowded field. Yeah. Office that doesn't matter, but I guess is. I guess I guess I was a little bit surprised simply because she should have done this a long time ago. And instead, she devoted all these months to raising money and sort of running for governor. I mean, running more aggressively for governor in a sense than Sarah Huckabee Sanders did and that she made many more public appearances and made herself available to reporters, which is something Sanders has not done. But the polls just kept coming in disastrously for her. She wasn't going to beat Sanders. I don't quite understand Sanders' appeal, except as a reflection of how deeply Arkansas Republicans like Trump and the man she lied for. And that's kind of a depressing note of what's happened. So Leslie gets out of the race and runs for lieutenant governor. And, you know, it's kind of funny because uh, she was had to live down the remarks she made early in the race when people were rumoring she'd drop out and run for lieutenant governor. Said, who'd want to be lieutenant governor? You know, that's no job. You don't have anything to do. You don't have any kind of staff. It's kind of meaningless. Now she's running for it. Well, presumably the reason that she wants to run for lieutenant governor, as does Jason Rapert and all the others, is because thinking is that Sarah Sanders has her eyes on, you know, maybe vice president or president or the Senate. Running for, yeah, running for U.S. Senate or something someday. Yeah, I mean, I, that's, yeah, because we've had a series of lieutenant governors, including Sarah's daddy, who became governor by virtue of being in that meaningless office. So, sure, that could happen. But, you know, and that's true. But, I mean, in, in the short run, you got to be governor, you know. And it'd be nice if she talked about something she'd do. Well, now that she doesn't have a primary opponent, would you say that it is uh, less likely that she will ever appear before reporters and say anything substantive about Arkansas? Oh, I think less likely. I, I think she will. And I, I mean, I, there are several people running for governor for the de- Democratic nomination. They're all good guys, uh, however you slice it. I, I have to believe Chris Jones is going to be the favorite to emerge as the winner in that primary. And he's an excellent candidate, has credentials out the wazoo, can talk uh, expansively on any number of important substantive local issues. And I think she'll just avoid him. She, she'll probably be forced to give him one one-hour debate on PBS, which is the the typical thing that Republican front runners do but uh she'll she'll just continue to run on her national platform of owning the libs 
So on Saturday, the uh, U.S. House of Representatives took final action on a $1 trillion plus uh, infrastructure package. It was a bipartisan bill, did all the sorts of things that uh, members of both parties used to celebrate and occasionally join together to pass. But unsurprisingly, none of Arkansas's delegation was in favor. Right. And the senators had voted against it earlier. They're just simply in that league that says you're not going to allow the Democrats to achieve anything, no matter how good it might be, because it's bad for the brand. It's it's really uh, anti-American, it seems to me. <laughs> this legislation is going to pour hundreds of millions of dollars into Arkansas, including to rebuild substandard bridges, which, as we know, is sort of an issue in Arkansas these days. Uh, one One particularly famous episode. And, uh, you know, they had a lot of, you know, French Hill trotted out to, oh, it's tax and spend and it's going to run up the deficit. This is a guy whose trillion dollar tax cut for million millionaires ran up the deficit and provided no economic stimulus. And some of them took issue with, well, there's money in here for mass transit in some big cities and there's not enough money for real infrastructure stuff. And I mean, it's all pretty pitiful. And. I'm sure when some of this money starts building rural broadband in Arkansas, these guys are going to be out there at ribbon cuttings taking credit for it. It's the, the, the problem with this is this ought to be a great issue. And people like French Hill, the country club millionaire, should pay for voting against things that help his state and put people to work in his state. But I don't think you could find 20% of Arkansas voters children who understand that their $300 monthly checks are courtesy of Joe Biden and not Republicans in Congress. Somehow or another, the Democrats are doing good for people, but they're just utterly losing the messaging war. They're not getting any credit for what they are doing. Most of the attention is when they have fights between elements of the party over the nature of some of this legislation. And so I, I just kind of despair. I, I think, uh, you know, you look at Joe Biden's approval ratings, they're terribly low. I mean, he, the market's at a record high. He's got these stimulus bill passed. It's something Trump had promised for four years and couldn't deliver. He ended the war in Afghanistan, something else that uh, Trump promised but didn't deliver. And we have our problems. Uh, they're not entirely of his creation. Uh, some of them are at least owe to the fact that he's viewed as a decent human being. Thus, the immigrants are trying to get into America and live in a better place. And so the immigrant problem is a problem. But uh, I, I just I think the Republicans are just geniuses at messaging and finding things to scare people and anger people with. And it translates to votes. And when you add that on top of vote suppression legislation, which we have a stack of in Arkansas and gerrymandering, which makes it just about impossible to elect Democrats from legislative districts and Republican-controlled states, I just see a very bleak future ahead. Yeah, well, it's it's easier to win when you don't, when you're shamelessly cynical. Yeah. As the Republicans are, so. Uh, well, let's move on uh, to uh, other big local news of the week, and that was the release of an internal report from the state highway department and a, a report from a, a federal uh, watchdog office of inspector general on the i-40 bridge the soto bridge from west memphis to memphis 
which uh, was discovered to have a crack in May, and that shut shut down the bridge for about 80 days. And um, it was later revealed, though not initially confirmed by the department, that the the crack existed as far back as 2016, and and maybe. Uh, as early as 2014 or earlier. Or, or, or actually, the, the, the girder may have failed before it was even installed because of a bad weld. You know, that it was it was a flawed piece of material at the moment it was installed on the bridge, although the crack might not have been evident at that moment. Well, you know, Benji Hardy, who wrote in depth about this, the Arkansas Nonprofit News Network, which is on which we publish on the Arkansas Times, would would probably he's such a careful and fair judicious reporter he would he would probably not boil it down as i choose to boil it down but i think in short the arkansas bridge inspection program sucked i mean it was not good enough and there was fear of of blowing the whistle on bad practices and it went on for years and also the highway department seems they they did take the quiet retirement of a couple of guys at the top of the bridge inspection team but Who's responsible for those guys? Who hired them and who promoted them year after year and didn't do anything about the department? And they still want to scapegoat the inspector who inspected the bridge most recently and didn't note the crack. And, you know, I, 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 he certainly do some do some criticism for that. But I, I think the focus should be on the far larger systemic problems at a department that has too much money, that is too often been riven by parochial politics of the commissioners. It was headed for years by a guy who went to work for somebody who now hires his firm as a consultant. And I just think there are problems at the highway department that need addressing. And, and this bridge report to me was yet another example of it. So do you, there's been some angling by state legislators to put the highway department, you know, out, make it no longer an independent agency. <laughs> Uh, do you think that there, there's any like real well, push in that direction? Well, that's always a hard lift. I mean, for one thing, that it was granted independence because of scandals and contracting procedures back in the day. And there, there's an argument for independence, I have to say, and an argument for some more independence from the legislature, which, as we know, particularly today, is not necessarily somebody you want to entrust with science or engineering and and money uh but maybe the time is is more propitious than it has been in the past i i you know who knows i it's uh there's a problem out there it's a bloat we we maintain too many highways we spend too much money we and one of the biggest obstacles i think to changing things is that the highway lobby the construction lobby likes things the way they are They've got it pretty well running where it looks after them. I mean, we can thank them for these billion-dollar freeway projects that the city doesn't need, that these vastly expensive, poorly engineered, environmentally damaging projects that don't do anything but profit the construction industry and do very little about traffic. So, I mean, there, there are a lot of forces at work here. It's not just really a binary kind of choice. and and. Ultimately, I think when you're faced with complicated situations like that, the status quo ends up prevailing. All right, let's move on to another complicated situation, and that is the Polk County casino license. The Supreme Court seemed to 
to settle it. Uh, but there was a racing commission meeting today that had more drama than perhaps what should be expected. Yeah. Well, the, the racing commission, I mean, excuse me, the Supreme court said, as I felt all along that this trick that the Mississippi casino operators came up with, which is presenting a letter from a County judge who was no longer in office as justification for them getting the permit wouldn't fly. It, it flew with one judge, Tim Fox, but the Supreme Court reversed and said, no, nah, that isn't a valid application under the terms. It's got to be approval from the current county judge, which the Cherokee Nation had. And so the court ruled Monday, well, they issued the mandate in, the, in that decision Monday, which meant it was time to enforce the ruling. The Attorney General's office said that means Gulf Sides got to, you got to avoid the Gulf Side Casino license and give it to the Cherokee Nation. Well, one of the things that's been going on here is the Choctaw Nation, which was thrown out early in the application process for this permit, but really is mostly interested in preventing nearby competition in Russellville for its Fort Smith Casino, has been working behind the scenes uh, to do everything it can to delay the award of the casino. The longer they delay it, the more years go by without them having a competitor in Russellville, for one thing. And so they, they uh, among other things, played in the quorum court elections in 2020 that got a bunch of pro-casino quorum court members beaten. They're almost certainly going to be involved in the current county judge's re-election campaign next year and working against him. There's immense casino opposition in Russellville, and they'll un undoubtedly be lending aid and comfort to those who are trying to put an amendment on the ballot to uh, avoid the ability to have a casino at all in Russellville. But anyway, as of today, and, and maybe no later than today, but no later than Monday for sure, the Cherokee Nation is going to be holding a casino license in Arkansas. There's another lawsuit in which the Gulfside Casino Partnership, the Mississippi group, is claiming under a corporate technicality the Cherokees don't qualify because they applied for the license under the name of a new business entity, Legends Resort, which is, because it's new, has not operated casinos before, but it's owned principally by a longtime casino operator, Cherokee Nation, which has plenty of, of, uh, plenty of experience in the casino business. They may win before Tim Fox again, the most reverse judge in Arkansas, but I don't think they'll win at the Supreme Court. They may delay this a little bit longer, but I suspect the Cherokees are going to start turning dirt as soon as they can. And this will be the interesting thing. If by some stroke of luck, the anti-casino people can overcome the terrible laws that have been passed to restrict petition drives for election issues, if they get it on the ballot and they pass it, and then they try and take away a casino permit from the Cherokee Nation, it will essentially be like when the government condemns land to take it for a highway. They'll be taking very valuable property from the Cherokee Nation, and uh, they're going to have to pay them for it if that happens. So this, this, uh, this story has become just kind of my nightmare. I just kind of wish it would go away. It has... It's fascinating in a way, but it's so complicated. And I'm not sure outside of Polk County and casino vendors who sell slot machines, how many people really care to tell you the truth. But yeah, well, for, I guess uh, for now, for now, the Cherokees are in the lead. Okay. All right. Well, let's leave it there and move on to endorsements. What do you have this week? Oh, God. What, what? 
it's just life is like a blur for me. And, and I watched something that was pretty good on TV and I've already forgotten what it was. What was it? Well, I started watching uh, Larry David again last night and he's always good for a laugh. So there's, there's that, you know, the uh, curb your enthusiasm. Yeah. yeah. The misanthrope on HBO. That's all. That's always good for a laugh. And that's what we need these days are some laughs. That's right. Well, I'll do a little bit of log rolling. You mentioned uh, Benji Hardy's work for the Arkansas Nonprofit News Network. That's an organization that I founded several years back to do that sort of investigative and public interest work that uh, is so difficult for, you know, not just the Arkansas Times, but I think most, if not all, newsrooms in Arkansas. And um, been so happy that Benji came aboard as editor I guess late last year and and has, has really upped our productivity and done some great work and we are raising money in the final two months of the year there's a program called Newsmatch that a lot of big journalism funders support where all donations up to a thousand dollars get matched one to one through the end of the year we're trying to raise money to carry us through next year so we can do do more and better so uh, go to arcnews.org and donate today if you can. Yeah, Benji's work has just been great, and it's—I uh, mean, I, in a way, I, I hate to associate him with my with my uh, overtly uh, opinionated view because he's he's a straight shooter, and his stuff is really good. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> in, in, in any event, unlike me. <laughs> No, we need both. We need the Arkansas Times and we need arcnews.org. And thanks for listening, everybody. Stay safe out there. We'll uh, be back next week. See you later.